welcome to Inside the Bradfield Centre. I'm James Parton, the Managing Director of the Bradfield Centre. And I'm Adelina Chalmers. I'm known as the Geek Whisperer because I bridge the gap between engineering and other departments. Joining us today is Shreya Singhal, who is a medical student at Cambridge University and also VP of QTech. So I'm uh, really looking forward to this episode. I think, you know, we, we heard from Bruno recently, who runs the Entrepreneurship Centre at Judge Business School. Um, Shreya coming on today's show, it gives us the opportunity to hear um, what it's like being at the uh, University of Cambridge as a student that's interested in entrepreneurship and technology and all the things that um, are on offer there. I'll be really interested to hear about how COVID has impacted the student experience at Cambridge and how things look like at the moment. Welcome inside the Bradfield Centre podcast. Tell us a little bit about your background. Hi, Adelina. Thank you very much for the invitation to this podcast. Um, So yes, a little bit about me. I'm currently a medical student in my penultimate year at Cambridge. Um, I've previously done a master's in engineering, specializing in bio and mechanical engineering. And so my professional interests really lie not just in the practice of medicine, but also in the intersection between engineering and medicine. And I I think there's so much potential for applying both of those fields into into innovation in healthcare. And so, yeah, pretty broadly, that's where my my personal passions lie. Um, I'm also currently the VP of QTech, which is the Cambridge University Technology and Enterprise Club. Um, And also very briefly, I founded one of QTech's now flagship initiatives a couple of years ago, um, which is the podcast called QTalks. And maybe we'll go on to talk a bit about that later. So that's a short summary of myself. Fantastic. So obviously, we we first met actually through the podcast when I came on with uh, Stu McTavish uh, a few few months ago now, or maybe last year. Time flies. Um, <laughs> so I mean, what I'd love to kind of get through in this conversation is just your experience of being, you know, a student at Cambridge and having an interest in you know technologies like you know me- uh, medicine and and entrepreneurship and kind of what's you know what's available and and and, and what people can kind of expect. Um, so why don't we start off with QTech? You know, how, why don't you give us a little rundown of what QTech is and, and how you came about getting involved in it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So QTech, um, as the name suggests, we focus on all things technology and enterprise related. Our three main initiatives, um, one is QTalks, which is our podcast. Um, and for that, we release fortnightly episodes and we have such a massive range of speakers and they're all experts in their area. So the speakers include founders, investors, and thought leaders. Um, As well as QTalks, we also run a coffee club, which is basically where we match two people to have a 15 to 30 minute chat every fortnight again. And it's all voluntary. People have signed up to it. And I think it's a great way for people to meet lots of different people, especially during these COVID times when it's quite difficult to meet people who are interested in similar things to you. 
And then the third thing that QTech does is um, running webinars and, and events. And so the, the events might be listening to speakers. It might be a panel uh, where we've got some workshops coming up. So there's a whole range of things that QTech can offer to its members. So if you're interested in what QTech has to offer, you can go to the website or follow QTech on any of the social media platforms and you'll find all the information there. And, and how long has it been around as a, as a kind of society? It's, it's been a while. I think Adelina might know the answer to that better than me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I came across QTech uh, almost 10 years ago. So, uh, and I worked, was quite intensely involved with it in the, in, you know, back in 2011, 2012, maybe 2013. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been going for quite a long time. I think, I think someone else, someone said about the year 2000, but I may be wrong. So what's the culture like inside the university as a student? You know, how do you, you get made aware of these societies? How do you get involved? You know, did you uh, go through a process, selection process to get involved? Did you just volunteer? How, just talk us through how that kind of works. Yeah, I think that's a really excellent question. So the first part, I guess, is as a student, what is the environment? And I think it really depends at which stage you are as a student I think as an undergrad in Cambridge you you sometimes don't know what your priorities are you're still trying to figure who you are as a person and realize that by the end of your degree you need to find yourself some sort of job in most degrees um, and so I think when you're kicked into thinking about that um, some people might might be thinking about entrepreneurship and so then it makes perfect sense to be seeking out one of the one of the entrepreneurship societies and QTech as an example of that. I, I think the other slant that people have is if they're a postgraduate student, um, and that might be as a PhD student, in which case they're looking to commercialize their research, or as a, for example, MBA or a student at the Judge Business School, and they're interested in entrepreneurship in general. And so I think in terms of the environment at the university, I think if you know which doors to knock on, once you once you unlock one door, the everything is out there. And there's such a wealth of knowledge and opportunity at the University of Cambridge that it's just such an incredible environment. And I think what what people maybe struggle with is they don't know how to make those initial steps. So that sort of leads on to your second question about getting involved in a society. So in, in my personal circumstance, I found by complete coincidence um, an event ad advertised for the QTech launch event, uh, which was two years ago. And so I went to the launch event and I was sitting in the audience listening to these panel of speakers. And I decided at that point that I wanted to start a podcast. And I thought QTech would be a great way to facilitate me doing that. So I approached them with the idea, had an interview, and they said, "Yes, yeah, sure, come on board and do that." And so that's the general way that you would you would see that there's a job uh, a sort of role advertised um, for the for the society, and you would apply for it. And if there's if you want to get involved out of the cycle of interviews, then there's nothing stopping you getting in touch with one of the societies and seeing how you can get involved, if, especially if you've got an idea of your own that you want to launch. Tell us a bit about um, the competitions that are within the university about entrepreneurship, about getting business ideas out of students. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting aspect that 
definitely exists and there's so many different competitions out there um i think there's different styles of competitions so there are those where you've got your idea already formed um and you're pitching for investment in that idea there's the other style of competition where you just want to find a bit more out about entrepreneurship and it's a style of competition but also a way of getting you to to learn as well and those are more the workshop styles so in terms of the competitions where you want to pitch your idea there's so many different avenues a lot of the key organizations will have their own competition so for example q the cambridge university entrepreneurs they run a competition called the 10k competition i believe um there's the trinity um the trinity bradfield prize i believe you get a prize for mentioning that well done <laughs> i had a feeling had a feeling <laughs> um so there's there's I, I can't name all of them, um, but they're certainly out there if you've got an idea that you want to pitch. And then the other style that I was mentioning, there's the Judge Business School run loads of loads of great events. So there's the Venture Creation Weekends, which I absolutely love. Um, there's hackathons that you can get involved with. Uh, QTech also run workshops, which are less competition style, but they 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 all involve you working as a team towards some end goal. And the main goal is is that you're learning in that process. We spend a lot of time on the on our podcast talking about what makes Cambridge special and how you know so much value and so much activity is happening in such a relatively small place. As, as a student, are you kind of aware of that, or are you somewhat operating in a bit of a bubble? You know, do you do you feel like that opportunity is within your grasp, or do you feel like there's maybe even added pressure because of the kind of uh, the people that have gone before you and gone on to be successful, you know, what, what's your kind of feeling being in this inside the university of the kind of surrounding entrepreneurial sh- kind of ecosystem outside the university? I think it's an interesting one because when you don't know what you don't know, it's very difficult to figure out how to, how to know those things. And so I definitely felt that off a couple of years ago when I was sort of had these thoughts that I'm interested in entrepreneurship and really didn't know where to go from there. And so I started attending some talks and I found that so helpful because, I mean, the speakers were great, but what I loved was meeting the people afterwards. And I think that's that's something that's a real shame during COVID is really not being able to meet so many people because I think that's one of the major assets about Cambridge is that you're all drawn together to these key events and you would suddenly start increasing your network very quickly by attending just a few events. And that certainly was my experience. I know there are, uh, during the virtual events that are happening, people are making an effort with networking afterwards. And I think that is great, but I definitely think it's difficult to replicate the in-person feeling that you get when you meet somebody. And so I think from there, once you start to meet a few people, it's really easy to see your network grow very quickly. And and then I think it's possible to, as a student, really unlock the potential within Cambridge and in this ecosystem. Can you tell me a bit more about um, what, what do you see the connection between um, you know, the, the, the students within the university and Cambridge Enterprise? Do you have much to do with them? Because I know Cambridge Enterprise obviously focus a lot on postdocs and um, kind of more P- PhDs and people like that. So I just wondered what your take was on on that. Yeah, I think as 
I did my undergraduate and master's sort of in engineering um, and then doing medicine, Cambridge Enterprise don't necessarily have a lot to do with with those areas um, or necessarily that they perhaps think that they don't, but they might do. There's so much research that goes on in the faculties of engineering and medicine that has so much commercialization potential. But personally, I didn't come across Cambridge Enterprise through either of those faculties. I think the reason why I'm aware of Cambridge Enterprise and what they do is more because I've put myself out there and because of the people that I've talked to in my networks that I know that they exist and their purpose. So I do believe that they play a really great role in allowing those students who are interested in commercializing to be able to do so. Um, But it's perhaps not as obvious to some of the some of the students who might not seem as directly relevant. Just to pause the conversation a second and tell you a little bit more about the changes we're making at the Bradfield Centre, we now offer a whole range of new flexible membership packages which support home workers, hybrid homeworking blended with access to high quality office space and meeting room hire by the hour. Starting from as little as £45 per month, visit bradfieldcentre.com for more information or call 01223 919 600. So just going back onto a point you made about kind of not knowing what you don't know, um, I'm sure through, you know, QTech and also the, the podcast, you've personally, you know, had exposure now to a lot of people um, across Cambridge and, and broader, you know, not just the university uh, crowd. So I'm sure you totally understand the the benefits of broadening your kind of uh, network in that sense do you do you see enough work happening to try to encourage the students to leave the university to get out into the city because um, I, I hear from a lot of people um, especially further out the, the town center you know places like the Bradfield Center and, and other places around Cambridge that you know would love to see students attending some of the I guess, more kind of industry-focused events that we put on for startups. Um, but there doesn't seem to be that willingness to, to, you know, to travel out, you know, to other parts of the city. Uh, they, uh, and they tend to stick within the kind of confines of the university. Do you think that's fair? Um, do you think we should be doing more to kind of explain the benefits? How, how do you think we can strengthen those connections? That's a really interesting one um, and a tricky one. I think from... I completely agree that Cambridge students have a tendency to stay with what they know, which is a very tight circle. Um, And there is this feeling that as soon as you step out of town, um, you've you've left Cambridge. Um, And I definitely think that should be improved. Um, I, I guess it's the time to pounce would be as soon as somebody is thinking about what they want to do with their life. Um, or if they've come into an interesting area of their field that they they don't they might not realize that it it all ties into entrepreneurship in some way. So I think that would be the time to pounce when people are really thinking about it. And I think that's one of the roles of student societies is facilitating that lead in um, because I know that's something that we we do at QTAC and a lot of the other societies do is creating that connection for students to the industry, um, organizations around Cambridge, to other centers such as the Bradfield Center, 
And I think that's the way that that awareness is really being spread. Yeah, and I think obviously the original format of the coffee club was a great way to try and strengthen those ties because obviously, you know, students were coming to the centre to have those coffee meetings and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully once we're through the other side of lockdown, that th- those will come back into play. Yeah, of course. And I think, um, I mean, I guess to look at silver linings uh, currently, the power of social media perhaps can be leveraged even more. Um, I think that we're all getting all of our information from and by social media, I'm including LinkedIn as well. Um, you know, as long as you follow a few of the key players in the in the space, let's say, then I think uh, awareness can be quite dramatically increased. Um, and that's maybe something that um, that is a positive change that can be brought brought forwards once we're able to still see people in person again. Speaking about um, being able to see people in person again, how has COVID changed your student experience at Cambridge? Because I can imagine it was quite a shock. <laughs> it's really taken the essence out of Cambridge, I would say. Um, I'm As a medical student, we're still going into uh, the hospital and things to practice. Um, but I think it's been it's been such a shame because it used to be that as soon as you step out of your house, you would meet so many people that you knew and you know that everybody here has such an incredible story and an incredible sort of background to them. Um, And I think a lot of people really miss that about Cambridge. It's that it's such a small place geographically that you could very easily, uh, people who are your friends, but also those in your network, it was so, it was, you know, relatively easier to say, do you want to grab a coffee um, to chat and that you would build that connection with them. So I do think COVID has had an impact on the student experience in Cambridge. And, you know, a lot of students are actually not here because um, that's the current advice. So it it has had an impact, but I think there's been a, a strong transition to a virtual presence in in whichever way that that can be made to work. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that uh, obviously QTech has has adapted and is now offering a lot of these uh, kind of programs like uh, Coffee Club virtually. Clearly, there's a benefit there that you can now reach more people than maybe previously. Um, But when you think about those kinds of programs and also, you know, as Adelina asked, you know, the the various competitions that run across the university with, with the student population being dispersed and obviously dealing with a lot of complexity around COVID, what's your what's your thoughts going into 2021 do you think engagement levels are going to maintain or increase or do you think uh, it's going to be harder to kind of engage the student population in quotes when it isn't necessarily you know business as usual (laughs) um i think we're in a culture of people who get bored very fast and so uh you know there's a phrase going around about zoom fatigue and i completely agree um and I think for things to be successful, um, real true innovation and creativity is gonna ha- is going to have to be the winner. Um, at QTech, we are really making an effort to add a little something different to the things that we offer. And I personally as well, that in even internal committee meetings, we're really trying to mix things up so that people are not getting too 
bored in one way, but also not getting too fatigued by um, things that would usually be happening in person. So I think it really has to be that it, that the status quo is really challenged. Um, and in order to give people some sort of positive experience, I think there has to be ways of keeping it keeping it fun and fresh. So for example, there's um, you can run workshops in many different ways. There's different, in, I mean, I'm not, I'm not endorsing one platform or another, but there are alternatives to Zoom um, that make you feel like you're in a bit more of a sort of realistic virtual environment um, where you can have like little avatars walking around and things. So I think, I think really, uh, really experimenting um, is what people appreciate now. So, so building off the, the, you know, the, the conversation around the, the students breaking out of the, uh, the university environment, um, you know, we're, we're big believers in the kind of serendipity of the right kinds of people being in the same place at the same time. So that, that advantage of being in somewhere like the Bradfield Centre and just having the opportunity to have a chat with a, a founder, you know, of a, of a startup based in the building and hearing it kind of unfiltered from the horse's mouth in terms of what it's really like uh, to, to try and run your own business and to, you know, to kind of manage people, hire people, all those kinds of things. Do you, do you, do you feel that that is a more authentic experience than maybe someone in and coming, coming in and doing a lecture or, you know, coming in and doing like a, a networking event, you know, can you see the difference? Can you see a benefit in that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I think um, I think both styles have benefits. And if we're talking about during COVID times, um, I would say the responsibility really sits with the students. There's only so much that you as an organization can do with all the goodwill in the world. Um, I think it ultimately has to sit with the students to engage and so i i i like the word serendipity but it's almost on the other on the other way around that if you're offering these opportunities then and something comes of it then that's that's the serendipity that you can hope to achieve during covid whereas um sort of the in person uh, you know outside of covid when things were in person i think it did have that opportunity those opportunities and those personally are my my more preferred ways of engaging with people um but i think i think it's uh in the current climate and circumstances the responsibility really lies with the students um and i think maybe this is a good time to signpost people towards a blog that i wrote recently um which is is basically about how students can get involved in entrepreneurship um so i can give i can give you the link to um to provide and also if people google invest it's called investing in yourself um and it's on the jbs entrepreneurship blog um so i'd really recommend giving that a read as well if if you're just really not sure where to start but yeah i would say it there's only so much you can do you can offer as much as you can and hope that hope that it works out really yeah yeah no, interesting and uh, tell us, Shreya, um, do you have any ambitions to start your own company? An excellent question. Um, I don't pretend to be able to predict the future, um, but I I would love to start my own company. Um, at the moment, I'm really enjoying taking advantage of all the opportunities there are in Cambridge to build up my skill sets in the various areas. Um, and really keeping my eyes open for 
the right time, right place to all come together. So yeah, I would certainly love to start my own company, maybe one, maybe many, um, and just waiting for the stars to align. And in the meantime, um, really setting myself up well for when that for when that happens. So yeah, working on a few projects at the moment um, that I can't publicly disclose, but yeah, just um, keeping my hand in in various pies until until things happen for me in the future. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Um, so how can how can people get involved in QTech or check out what you guys are producing? Yeah, definitely. We encourage anybody who's interested to reach out. So you can reach out to us on any of the social media platforms. Um, you can go to our website, which is qtech.io. And on there, if you click on the link that says join us and sign up for the mailing list, you'll get added to our membership and get invited to all of the exciting things that we've got. Um, and if being on the mailing list is something that you're fed up of being on um, with all the emails, um, then you can check out the podcast, join the coffee club. Um, there are many different ways to, to get involved with QTech. Um, but yeah, it all stems off of the website qtech.io. It was lovely having you on um, the podcast, Shreya, and uh, I really wish you the best of luck with everything else that you're doing. Thank you very much. What an interesting conversation to get a bit of a scoop about what it's like, what's, what it's like at Cambridge University at the moment. Um, certainly, it sounds like COVID has changed the Cambridge experience uh, quite a lot for people. Uh, and as a lot of students are dispersed uh, in their own homes, and it sounds like the only thing keeping people together right now is coffee club and the QTech podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, students right across the country are getting a very different ex university experience than they normally would, which is uh, which is a real shame. Um, but yeah, really interesting to kind of hear how uh, Shreya went about getting involved in the society in, in QTech. And um, and also, I really liked the conversation around, you know, because obviously as, as the MD of the Bradfield Centre, I spend a lot of time thinking about all of the great things going on in the centre um, that, that students that are interested in startups would find really interesting and engaging. But it's like trying to convince them, you know, to come out of the town centre and come into the centre. But, you know, good that Shreya just made a really good point that, you know, you can only do so much. The, the, the student has to take the initiative in terms of engaging. Thank you very much to Shreya Singal for being on the podcast today. And also thank you to Carl Homer of Cambridge TV for producing the podcast. You can listen to previous episodes by searching for Inside the Bradfield Centre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Amazon Music, pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts or by visiting bradfieldcentre.com. <laughs>